right there in podcast land and welcome to episode three of the Archery Geek Outdoors podcast. This week is going to be a little bit of a ramble again because there are several topics that I'd like to go over in this episode. The first one, if you listen to episode two, you'll know I'd said I was starting to shoot 300 rounds to work on my consistency because although I could stick the first arrow where I wanted consecutive arrows were a lot more hit and miss so to speak so my very first 300 round off shot was an appalling 264 the next two were even worse at 262 each which is more than a little disheartening but i decided to carry on anyway the next 300 round i shot up my score to 268 and the round after that I got up to a 277, so things were moving in the right direction. But then I had, I, I can not describe it as a technical issue. I went out a couple of days later to shoot another 300 round, and one of the plastic bandings on my 90 centimeter layered foam boss had snapped, which meant the boss was bowed. And having seen one go like this before at the club I shoot at, I knew it just there's no way it was going to stop a 420 grain arrow out of a 70 pound compound bow shooting near enough 300 feet a second. So I jumped online, looked at layered foam bosses. Uh, obviously, with all this COVID 19 lockdown going on, there's a lot more folks now shooting at home and looking for bosses, target bags, whatever. So I couldn't find a 90 centimeter layered boss for sale online in the uk that had got reasonable postage i saw a couple i can't remember where they were from only a couple of places had got them in stock but they were looking 40 45 pounds delivery which was excessive so the only thing i could find that i thought was suitable was merlin archery over in loughborough had actually got the true shot target bag in stock they got two models in stock the light and the heavy the light was £35, but they said this was only good for lower poundage compounds and trad bows, or the heavy model in stock, which they say will stop compound arrows, higher poundage compound arrows, and crossbow bolts. And to be honest, it was a really reasonable £49. It's a hefty piece of kicks. It weighs in at 22 kilograms. I was a little bit nervous about ordering online from Merlin because I'd only ordered once before online from Merlin when I bought my boning tower fletching jig. And if memory serves me correctly, it took nine days for it to be picked and shipped. This was an item that was in stock. So I was a little nervous about ordering this, but needs must when the devil drives. And I have to say... I was really, really impressed with the service. 24 hours after I'd placed the order, the item was shipped. Uh, it landed with me three days ago with the way the weather's been. Uh, to be honest, I'm a bit of a fair weather archer. I've got to get out of that. I do need to get out and shoot more in the rain. Uh, I haven't shot it yet, but overall quality looks nice. But we'll see how it does when I get it out and I shoot my next 300 round. Now, the target bag comes with two handles on top. I'm not sure whether it'll hold a steady 
as my 90 centimetre bosted, i.e. as in when arrows hit it, is it going to twist? So because it's got the two carry handles on top, I'm actually thinking of building a wooden frame and just hang only about four feet high because this thing's 70 centimetres by 65 centimetres by 30 centimetres. So I'm thinking about building a four-foot wooden frame, hang it from that so it's still hanging in front of the double-skin brick wall that's a backstop for my shooting. So if I have any sideways misses or, you know, any malfunctions, hopefully any errant arrows should hit the wall. I've got to say how pleased I was with how reasonable the postage was as well on this. Like I say, it's a 22-kilogram target bag, a, a good old size and weight. And it only cost me $7.99 post and packaging. I've got to say, I'm not sponsored by or affiliated with Merlin in any way. But I would like to say thank you for the prompt service and really reasonable cost on this. When I've had a chance to shoot it, I'll let you know how, how well it stops my arrows and how the durability of it looks. So this week I will be back to shooting my 300 rounds and I'll let you know how the scoring goes. Like I say, it's been above a week now since I last shot, so we'll see if that week's break after only shooting five 300 rounds has had a detrimental effect on my scores and how I shoot. Now the next thing that I want to talk about is discipline and routine something i've noticed after the last few days i mean i've, I've been furloughed from work now for oh first of april we furloughed so just about a month uh how i'd never really thought about it before but it's certainly in my case i don't know if any of you guys it does have found the same uh how closely intertwined discipline and routine seem to be uh and I'm now fairly convinced that a solid routine helps maintain good discipline and good discipline helps maintain a solid routine. You know, it, it almost seems as though they are a symbiotic relationship in each one thrives and depends on the other. Now, as I said in episode one, I am more than a little on the chunky side. I'd always thought it was just because... I'd had more of a love affair with food than I ever had with exercise. And obviously in that situation, you are going to pile on the pounds. But uh, since I've been off work, I, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. And it's quite, hon quite hard to say about yourself. You're inherently lazy and lack discipline. And I honestly think that's the road I'd taken. It was, I'd taken the easy path of, like I say, if, it's very easy to come in from work when you're at work, put your feet up, just do the bare minimum, you know, and that's really not good for us humans aren't designed to sit around all day. I mean, my job as an office administrator means I'm sat down nine hours a day anyway, which is doing me no good. But at least when you get up for work every morning, you're into some kind of routine, which gives you a little bit of discipline there. Now, since I've been furloughed, I'd found I was starting to stay up later at night and get up later in the morning. And this really was leading to very poor discipline for me. And it was getting harder to discipline myself to do just the basic exercise that I've started doing, which was 30 minutes of walking around a block in the morning when I got up 
And then I was doing a combination of 30 air squats and 20 press-ups, splitting them into 10 air squats, 10 press-ups, 10 air squats, 10 press-ups, 10 air squats. Now, I'd pictured pictured indeed, I picked these two exercises because when I was looking through online, uh, they were classed as, most fitness trainers class these as compound exercises, which is exercises that use more than one muscle group. They're not specific exercises that only target one muscle group. They use the bigger muscle groups in the bodies, particularly the air squats, using the leg muscles, the core muscles, and the glutes. And I'd found doing the air squats and press-up combinations was really getting my heart rate elevated very, very quickly, which is of concern because it means my cardio fitness was a lot poorer than I thought. My heart rate was coming up very, very quickly indeed, and it was taking a fair time to come back down. Now, I will admit I had been very poorly disciplined with the walking. You know, any excuse, I'd I'd skip the walk. In fairness, I'd only missed the air squats and press-ups for two days, so I was quite pleased with myself over that. But it, like I say, did highlight how poorly my cardio performance was. So I'd started thinking, right, what can I do at home to increase cardio performance? Now, my eldest daughter's got an exercise bike. I'd used that before, but I found I couldn't get the saddle quite high enough to allow my legs to move low enough. I felt quite cramped on it. And when I was using it before, after a fortnight, I found I was getting lower knee pain because, as I've mentioned before, I do suffer with very mild arthritis in both knees. So I had thought about just using my staircase at home, just up and downstairs for half an hour a day, thinking it had got the advantage over just pounding the streets that I'm not out at risk of COVID-19. I'm in the house, plus I'm getting a lot more elevation done and hopefully will help my knees. And I'd literally been sat thinking about this one morning when I had a friend from the NFAS, Simon Thomas, who's an absolutely golden guy. I've got to give him a shout out, got to give him a mention. If you're on Instagram, follow him. You'll see some awesome photos. He's on his tag on Instagram is Rambling Archer. So give him a look up and give him a follow, guys. But I've been thinking about doing the stair walking at home and great minds thinking alike and all that. Yes, I know they say small minds seldom differ, but I'd like to think we're great minds, not small minds. He actually sent me a link to an app that tracks you walking stairs. Now, I haven't downloaded the app, but Yep, the scientific research according to the app, you know, I say according to the app because obviously they're going to they're going to say they've got scientific research to get you to buy in-app purchases from their app. But it does say that it's an awful lot better for you just up and down the stairs, burns a lot more calories than just walking on the flat, which, yep, it makes common sense. I've just got to be a little bit careful with my knees. I'll just have to see how it goes with my knees. I did say I was going to start it last week, and this is where that lack of discipline and routine comes in again. I still keep finding every excuse in the book not to do it, although the biggest excuse for me is, it honestly is, embarrassment. I will not exercise in front of anybody at home, and I think it just comes back to... When you have a poor body image, you do become very self-conscious about wanting to change that. As I said, I'd tried it before, always fallen off the wagon. 
that's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast. So I've got a record and hopefully it'll keep help keep me disciplined. But you don't want to start something in front of your family and then just appear to fail at it. You know, you want to, particularly in front of family, you want to appear successful. So as of tomorrow morning, I'm going to start walking up and down the stairs. Like I say, I'm going to have to see... I'm going to have to keep a close eye on my knees. I don't want to put unnecessary strain on my knees because with mild arthritis, you know, it is very mild. I just tend to get, if the weather's very damp, I can start feeling twinges and the odd little bit of discomfort in my knees. And like I say, being overweight doesn't help. Carrying the weight I do, it really is unloading my knees unnecessarily. But what I have found doing the air squats, my knees were quite, they weren't sore afterwards. They just felt tight as I first started doing the air squats and I couldn't get as low as I wanted but over the time of doing them I'm finding when I squat I'm not folding far forward as far as I was I'm able to keep my back more upright and I can get lower and my legs aren't aching as much after now with the press-ups I do the first 10 I keep my palms roughly shoulder width apart under my shoulders and I really can feel it pulling my biceps. Not as much now as when I first started. When I first started, it was, oh, Lord. Yeah, the my biceps were throbbing after. Then the second 10 I do, I spread my hands out farther apart. And I can actually feel that working my shoulders and my pecs. But it is becoming easier to do the 10, 10 of each. So I think next week what I'm going to do is I'm now up to three lots of 15 air squats and two lots of 15 press-ups. Press-ups still in the same format. First 15, hands under my shoulders. Second 15, arms further apart. And we'll see how I do, see if I can build it up like that. Now, as I mentioned, as well as I mentioned in the previous two podcasts, I've had little bits of twinges in my right shoulder. I think it's the front side of the rotator cuff. And I was on another one of my little YouTube journeys looking at health and fitness. And there was a link came up for Diamond Dallas Page Yoga, of all people. Now, any of you of a certain age will remember Diamond Dallas Page as one of the old WWE wrestlers. Apparently, he did unsurprisingly quite a lot of damage to his body in the ring and he discovered yoga the video that came up for my suggested to watch was about an ex-soldier named arthur who damaged his spine parachute jumping he was walking with two sticks and he'd been told he'd never be able to walk and aid it again and if you watch his story the guy had thought about yoga nobody could would take him on because of the injuries he got but good old diamond dallas page took him on and the transformation in the guy is incredible and it wasn't just yoga there's a fairly heavy eating plan he was following as well but from a guy that was told he'd never walk without sticks he's now doing handstand press-ups and running so i thought right let's have a look at yoga and Looking at it, the thing that really appeals to me is not just how it helps strength, but it helps balance mental well-being and flexibility. Now, that's the really big thing that I want to look at with it, flexibility. As I'm getting older, I'm noticing I'm nowhere near as flexible as I was. You know, inside my head, I I still keep thinking, when the hell am I going to grow up? I still feel the same as I do when I'm 18. 
But when you try and do something you did at 18, your body says, whoa, you're a lot older now, you can't do that. So I am going to be looking a lot more at yoga. Now, one of the women that shoots at my club, Chelsea Brownridge, is actually a yoga instructor. Again, I'm going to give her a shout out. Uh, you can find her on Facebook if you look up Say Yes to Yoga on Facebook. You will find Chelsea's Facebook page again, not sponsored by, you know, no payment from Chelsea for saying this. But when all this COVID-19 is locked down, Chelsea is actually a fully qualified yoga instructor. And when we're allowed out of lockdown, I am going to book a couple of classes with her and see how it goes. I know it's going to take more than a couple of classes to see the benefits, but hopefully I'll find out if I'm comfortable doing it and keep it going, see what it does for my flexibility, my stamina and my core strength. Be interesting to see how it affects my mental well-being as well. Of course, I know they do say that any form of exercise promotes mental health, but yoga is supposed to be particularly renowned for it. This is something, although yes, as a fatty, I'm nervous, apprehensive, I suppose you can say quaking in my boots about giving it a try. I've got to push myself out of my comfort zone because if you do nothing that's out of your comfort zone you'll never progress you'll never improve so as i said when when this is all over i'm gonna give yoga a try now coming back to that lack of discipline and routine and how one impacts the other when i was at work i'd i'd get up uh and obviously before i went to work i'd have my breakfast and what I tend to do on a Sunday as well was batch cook lunches for work to take with me. I found when I was doing this, I'd got a lot more control of what I was eating. Now, at the moment... I'm still having my breakfast, and while I'm eating for breakfast, I have three Weetabix with milk on and a handful of raspberries, a handful of blueberries. Yeah, I know you'll hear all the arguments about processed breakfast cereals not being the best, but I'm maintaining that as a constant. But while I've not been at work, I've let the batch prepping lunches go out of the window and one of the things I was trying to do was cut down my carb intake. So I wasn't, you know, I went from taking to work for lunch. Before I started this, I'd take four rounds of sandwiches. I'd take an orange, a banana, a chocolate, a small chocolate cake and a yogurt. Uh, what I was doing on a Sunday before we were furloughed was I'd batch cook my lunches for a week. I tried to reduce the amount of bread I was eating, so I'd only take sandwiches once or twice a week, preferably only once, uh, and that was on multigranary, so switching from white bread to multigranary, you know, up the protein with the seeds, up the fibre, but I'd on a Sunday I'd do either a batch of chilies or I'd cook up some chicken breasts, uh, put them with a little bit of wholemeal pasta, a little bit of mayonnaise, some bacon, mushrooms and sweet corn in them. Do smaller portions and take those to work with me for lunch along with a banana and a satsuma. And since I've been furloughed, I haven't been doing that. So 
I've been eating a lot more bread. Uh, and because, don't know why it's multi-granaries, but I can't get hold of the multi-granaries at the moment. They seem to be low on stock whenever I go shopping. So it's been replaced by white bread. So as I, on Sunday, I'm going to do what I used to do. I'm going to batch cook my lunches for a week so I can control that calorie intake. And not so much the calories but more so the nutritional content so i'm not having the white bread you know which is absolutely loaded with the omega-6s which i do you know i really don't want too many of those and start again doing either my chilies or my chicken with pasta sweet corn mushroom and bacon and see how that goes on for me and cut down the snacking that i'm doing at home as well at work if i have a coffee i don't have biscuits with it while i'm at home I'll have biscuits with it. And it's only the other day when I looked, I'd had 12 biscuits during the day. You know, that's a ridiculous amount of calories to be adding on when I'm not doing the amount of exercise that I really should be. And again, it's down to lack of discipline. So as of this morning, I was back up again for quarter to seven and I did my squats, my press-ups, got showered, had my breakfast, did the washing up, ready to go for the day. And I've kept myself busier through the day as well, which really has helped. Anyway, I think that's enough of my rambling for today, guys. Like I say, it's just observations I've noticed about myself and things I'm hoping to improve. Now, if you've got any suggestions or you know, ideas that could help me. Like I say, Simon reached out with the idea of stair climbing, which I am so, you know, I've been thinking about it. I'm so grateful for somebody else reaching out and coming up with the same thing as well. You know, kind of adds a little bit of validity to it. You can email me on archerygeekoutdoors at gmail.com. Like I say, give Simon a follow on Instagram at ramblingarcher and give Chelsea a like on Facebook. Obviously, she's a small business. You know, being a yoga instructor, she was relying on yoga classes for as part of her income. So if we can help raise her online profile, you know, it'd be doing her a massive favour, folks. So get onto Facebook, search Say Yes to Yoga, and give her a give a page a like, folks. It would be appreciated. Anyway, enough of my ramblings. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode, guys. Take care and bye-bye.